You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads agency. Hello, everyone. John Moran, thanks for being here. Always. Thank you very much for forcing me to go live and scheduling the time of the day that I usually don't have. So <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> on the calendar. So a couple of notes to everybody. We figured out how to do members-only chat. We're going to uh, keep members-only chat on for the first half of this call or so, or until we run out of uh, comments from members. And then we'll open it up. And what we're trying to do here is reward the people who give us money. So... That's kind of how it works. Yeah. <laughs> We're good capitalists. Uh, and, you know, not to be a total D-bag, but like all our videos are free. All of our education is free. Like it's $3 to join. So if you want to join our membership, we would love you forever. Um, and we've got two members on already. We have Amine. Help me say your name. Will you type that into the chat phonetically and then I'll never mess it up again? I'm no. guessing Amin. Amin? Yes. I hope I'm right because then I'd be so embarrassed because yours just sounds better. <laughs> hey, Dan. Hey, Nick. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, Dan. Nick, thanks for being here. Thanks for being members. Thanks for supporting the channel. We're giving you all preferential treatment. We're also uh, streaming into Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, <laughs> there's somebody on Osama's team. Team X rules. We got Holland. Uh, and just so you all know, the reason we chose this date and time is because we ran a poll to our members and this was the, the most um, popular time-ish. So um, we're trying to make sure that people feel like the membership is actually worth something. That said, um, pair character holding his belly laughing out loud. That's so funny. <coughs> Amin just dropped in a wicked gif. You got to open up uh, YouTube, uh, John, in order to see it, though. Oh, all right. I'll, have to, I'll have to pop it open. Uh, we got our first question, Khalid. Uh, and if it's Khalid, Khalid, I'm horrible with names. Um, How dare you? It took me like a year to get Cosm down. Uh, you still say it wrong. <laughs> probably. Um, he had to give me a quick rhyme, and now I remember it. Uh, so what's the best way to create 70 SE groups inside Performance Max campaign, the best time-saving way you guys are using? So the best way to do that is to make an asset group per category. So if you're e-commerce, think about that, where it's, let's say, you have 10 categories. could be... Let's just use um, shoes. You have sandals, you have high heels, you have tennis shoes. Let's just use that as a bad example. Make a category uh, as a group first and run that to a specific audience. Um, then clone each one of those asset groups into a different audience. So imagine 10, 10 asset groups so far cloned to two different audiences. There's 20, <clears throat> 20 total asset groups. You can then clone it against multiple asset groups. Now know that the asset groups are going to blend. Um, what that means is that it is going to not be a specifically only target, though those asset groups in kind of in a good way will start to overlap a bit. And you can see that from your insights tab versus with how many asset groups that you know either search term or that audience is sharing it. But best way I found it is to pick and choose how you want to control the campaign later. That's what's extremely important. It's Again, like all of the answers, it always depends. And what that means is that if you are going to say, well, I'd like to control this by um, per category, because I'd like to have the top 10 to 15 images of those products in that category shown, that's one way to do it. If you say, no, 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 I actually want to test audiences for all products and start audiences first, then choose one audience and then you're going to have 30 different asset groups with different videos imageries headlines long headlines descriptions etc <clears throat> the best way to do it though is to build one 
um, one asset group per category and then clone that um, similar to how you would with like a standard shopper, even like a smart shopping campaign. My one recommendation though, is to keep the products inside of, or sorry, keep all products inside of one campaign. I've tested that extensively uh, where I start to separate out the products by campaign and, and ended up just kind of cross pollinating between each other and reducing performance. I had to bring them all back together. And it wasn't because there was an inefficiency. It was because the spend differentiator between the campaigns was too great that when it did cross pollinate on a lower spend, it pulled out my good campaign, put it into a bad campaign that didn't have enough spend in order to continue. So if you're going to be separating them up by campaign uh, to force spend, make sure that that campaign that you're breaking out has the same or possibly a little bit lower of a spend than the other campaign. If not, then just keep them all in one campaign. <clears throat> but great way to do it is either by category. You could even do it by best selling. Um, and what you want to do is when you have that ask group, replicate it six to seven times <clears throat> an interest, um, a demographic, a DSK group of keywords, a DSK middle funnel keyword, a DSK top funnel keyword, um, one without data, one with data, a combination of all. Like there's there's six or seven of them that you do just per asset group. Now know though that when you clone, you lose all data feed. Yeah, yeah. When you clone, you don't clone the listing group in that asset group. So each time you clone, make sure that you reset the listing group inside of that asset group. Otherwise. You're going to have like 80 asset groups, but one is going to be targeting all products and that one just shoots to the moon and then you got to find it and it's a huge pain at all. Dude, why do you think they did that? You think that's nefarious? You think they're trying to force us to open it up? Because it, may, it would make sense if you're cloning an asset group, you want to clone everything inside of that asset group. Well, you know what's so weird is uh, I think it's just a problem of the functionality because it's like a developer. You know, it's a joke where it's like a mom has a developer son and yeah. the developer says, hey, developer son, I need you to go to the store and I need to get uh, a dozen eggs. Uh, or sorry, I need you to get milk. Um, if they have uh, eggs, get a dozen. He comes back with a dozen gallons of milk because he went to the store for milk. There was eggs, so he got a dozen gallons of milk. The button you're pressing is clone asset group, not clone listing group. <laughs> so I think it's the just listing like, group, it lives, I mean, within the hierarchy, the nesting, the listing group lives inside of the asset group. Not necessarily. You create an asset group and then you attach a listing group. To okay. It. And then you go choose a listing group. That you're, okay. Yep. yep. Real so quick. I think, yep. I didn't know how YouTube works. Amin just gave us $50. That's what that, so I mean, just, you know, the reason I just shot this out is because we're in restream and restream doesn't tell us what's going on, but I wouldn't look this up. You can tip us. We just got tipped 50 bucks, dude. I feel actually kind of guilty about this. I mean, thank, <laughs> thank you. I feel like one of those people on Twitch were like, hey, thanks. Yeah, this <laughs> is like our only fans. And we've had three people join since we've been on here. Uh, Interdeep Singh, Archie Jeter, and Dave Fogel. Uh, hey, Dave's back. <laughs> pressure Dave into doing it. So uh, yeah. Interdeep, Archie, Dave, thanks for, being, uh, thanks for being members. We appreciate you guys. That's awesome. Um, cool. Let's see. This, uh, Nick's got the next question. If you duplicate an asset group with new audience signal and that audience signal is clearly performing better, do you pause the old asset group? No. What you want to do is you want to check in your insights tab and then look at the, um, the search terms that are coming in. You'll actually see that sometimes a search term that is performing, let's just say, is tied to two asset groups. And then when you click on the asset group uh, and expand it, that asset group will tell you the search term breakdown by asset group. What that means is that sometimes what we found is it's a rising tide supposed all ships and Google's a kleptomaniac. So what I mean by that is a lot of times you'll add a new asset group that actually starts to raise both of them over time because they start cross pollinating a bit. 
which is very, very odd. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how to measure that, but then how to think about it. So the how to measure it is when you see that the asset group, when you expand, sometimes you'll see like three sales in your old asset group and six sales in new asset group. But in comparison, the old asset group didn't have any sales, but the new asset group has six, six brand new sales. So what that's doing is it's saying that this asset group can and will be shared with the other asset group, but the old asset group was not targeting that until the new asset group started to target it. And when that's what I mean by a kleptomaniac, what our job is inside of Performance Max is to open up additional targets for however Google can find a commonality or steal, uh, not just steals, essentially just capture more traffic, but it is going to have a rising tide for all ships. I have had a campaign that spends nine grand a day. I had two asset groups that were performing mediocre, launched 80 new asset groups. Those 80 new asset groups start performing much better and the old asset groups just start slowly ticking up in performance. So whether that is a time um, issue and whether it's just natural optimization, but what's weird is all of a sudden now all those ADS groups are also sharing audiences now with my main asset group that I inherited when I took over the account. So just know that the previous ones will get better, just not as quickly as the new asset group performance is. Did you see Ginny Marvin's comment on uh, choosing audiences for asset groups? No. I'll, hold on. Check this out. Dude, this is nuts. So this is uh, Michael Natalin, um, who's on our channel. He shared this with me. Um, Ginny, so uh, PPC Kirk, who we've kind of danced around his content a little bit, was just asking, how is it that audiences are selected and, and why do audience signals matter? And so Ginny, the thing that I thought was interesting was um, signals are used to jumpstart only, which, by the way, I don't believe. Um, but Google went on to clarify, according to the search engine land, and I, they don't cite the clarification, but Google added additional context on how audience signals can impact early performance. Um, but they will also continue to inform our systems over the campaign lifecycle. Here's the part that blew me away, dude. This is nuts. Um, what if audience signals are switched? Existing learning will continue to be taken into consideration. Google is, I think, using the Facebook pixel model approach. Mm -hmm. And you tell me if you think this is wrong. If you had a Facebook pixel um, installed and it was converting against a certain prospect, that pixel was actually learning who that prospect was. So if you ran a whole and then started a new account with the exact same assets, ads, landing pages, audiences, whatever, but a new pixel, it wouldn't perform as well. So Google's learning the audience and I think it's tethered to conversion actions. And regardless of what you do with your audience, over time, Google's gonna figure out who you are, which is really cool, but it, it hurts you if you have a massive change in business model, offer, messaging, pricing, product, service, et cetera. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it also has a lot to do though with your bidding strategy as well. What do you so mean? I, I think that you're you're right. I think that the pixel is learning off the original. It's it signals were were used as sometimes a hard target of Google can identify it with expansion or an expansion opportunity with that same hard target and moving in that direction. What that means is though with the bidding strategy that's attached, I've seen sometimes those signals be ignored or completely erased. So for example, inside of your listing groups your listing group is not the overall performance of the campaign the listing groups is just the shopping portion 
of the campaign. You still have search, you still have YouTube, you still have GSP and Discover and Display all running independent of what your listing group performance says. When you change your bidding strategy, so let's say maximize conversion value to a T ROAS, I've actually have seen sometimes my shopping campaigns reduced by 80% of its mm, impressions and clicks, but my, convers my conversions go up 20%. So exactly. It's either going to go display space or DSA based if it's having better performance. <clears throat> so I do think that the signal is, is a jumpstart point. I do think it's right. When you switch that signal again, it is not going to affect the campaigns overall that much. And that's why I say, don't turn them off. My, um, let's see if I can just kind of share a screenshot. Um, so while you're doing that, I just want to, I want to add context or flavor. I, what I understood from this article is the longer you run, the more Google's going to learn about your audience, regardless of audience target in the future. So you give an audience signal, an audience signal, and an audience signal. And those three Google adds to like the library, the lexicon of knowledge it has about people to buy from you to a point to where it feels like we're going to get to a situation where you don't even necessarily need to provide audience signals. And because of past converters and data that Google has, it's going to know who buys from you in a way that for a brand new advertiser with the exact same business product, geography, et cetera, it wouldn't necessarily know. Right. I think, I think that's right. And um, it's not affected as much by our input. I'm going to see, uh, uh, all right, there we go. I, I was able to hide this. Sorry. I had to take a screen share or screenshot. Um, with share screen. Can you see this here? <clears throat> uh, hey, there's our ad up there, which is pretty funny. This is on, this is on print screen. Here's something that I think is important. I have 82 asset groups in this account, and you'll see that I have $15,000 in conversion value and 10 to 100,000 search volume in 82 asset groups for this one search term. So these are 82 different asset groups with different products, with different targets. And this one search term is found in all of them. Removing or switching audiences is not going to affect this. That's, that's just too much commonality. You'll see sometimes it's got 39, 18, 11, 20, 54, uh, 58, 40, 25. I think it's saying, hey, what we have found here, either because of a signal or not, matches half or all of or none of your asset groups. But I don't think it's going to be something that we can control um, from a pullback perspective, specifically when we're talking about switching switching audiences. That's what I'm saying. Like the more you add yeah, audience, I'm agreeing. the further down the rabbit hole you get and the less ability you have to kind of go and refresh your audience, or at least that's the way that it feels. Right. And that's why what I've been telling people is <clears throat> start with as many audiences as you can. Give yeah. as much high relevant target because all you're doing is you're giving Google's going to go take a test and here's like, here's the book, here's the cheat sheet, here's my cliff notes like here. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I have all the, the signals I need in order to be successful. That's sort of like how this works here. Now, you don't control it. You're loading it up, um, essentially what you're doing. And then it is going to go off on its own and find more. What you load it up with, though, does matter in the beginning. Mm. Because if you load it up with just like, hey, every single asset group has my customer list, my lookalike list, my all converter list, like all that stuff. And... And then you launch it. It's like, cool, here's your brand conversions. And Google's like, I did good. And now eventually it will work its way out of brand. Right. But you start off on the wrong foot and now it's got to expand into the right foot. No, well, um, negative keyword or negative placements that we're all getting, right? Like we can say that, those words. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting negative keywords. Um, it was supposed to be live already. Uh, I was talking to Google. She's like, and she's like, well, have you ever done this? And like, added this as a negative. I'm like, you can't. She's like, oh, I'm like, you can't add negative keywords instead of performance factors. She's like, 
you're the second person today that's told me that. I should have rolled out to everyone. But do we've got 80 performance match accounts? Have you seen it in any of them? None. Not one. Not one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was like, and she's like, let me talk to the team. You should have this. I'm like, oh my gosh. And yeah, I'm like that's that would be amazing if this is this is there. But um, we're just talking strategy. Um, just kind of BSing and like, you know, here's what I'm doing. What do you think? And uh, I thought it was kind of funny because she's like, wow, your build out in performance max is impressive. I'm like, I'm using your tool. <laughs> like, what do you mean impressive? How, how did you do this? I know. <laughs> like all I did was just click the buttons you gave me. So, um, yeah. So I thought it was kind of funny, but that's, that's where they're, where this, the major, the, the moral of the story, I guess I would say is started off on the coldest relevant foot you can um, and be selective. I've learned through just experience that if I added five long-tailed DSKs with purchase intent to an asset group, it can work really, really well. Mm. Um, it's almost like my, remember my pure broad uh, strategy where it was like buy hammock, purchase hammock, order hammock, the broad automation. Yeah. With broad automation, same thing. That's just the DSA aspect of performance max still works though. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, Dude, I, I'm not going to derail it, no, because we got to get to Archie's question, but I just wanted to drop a soundbite. I was at War Room 24 hours ago. Uh, this guy named Bill Hauser, who's now my new best friend, he has 350 attorneys that he runs Google Ads for. Most expensive CPC I've ever seen is personal injury mm -hmm. to the tune of $500 per click. He's getting mm -hmm. them for 50 cents in performance max, and the leads are relevant. <laughs> it's un Dude, it's, it's crazy. Like, it blows me away. It's insane. I know. It's, it's amazing. And it's so... It's the only thing that we found that can compete with like that big area, which is yeah. pretty, pretty interesting. Archie says, when you're a Shopify site, would you launch PMAX right away or wait for 30 plus conversions with the standard shopping campaign and then transition 5K budget? I would definitely start with PMAX right away. Um, reason is, if you have a new Shopify site, depending upon how new, um, Google is going to still scan your site for standard shopping for search even for smart shopping if it scans your site and does not have enough indexed relevant content and a way to good way to do this archie is to hop into uh, keyword planner and then go into start with uh keywords and then start with scan my site and then drop your site in there and hit scan and see what it's going to pop up as those may not be as relevant as they should be or there should be a short list with pmax you're able to front load that you're actually able to say like no 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 let's let's get me ranked for all of these search terms as by signal <clears throat> so it's nice with the new site you either have to buy the data and wait you can front load the data and be wrong or you can front load the data and be right so my opinion would be front load the data it's it's an ounce of prevention's worth of pound of cure which is take two hours to make a keyword list and then just upload it in six minutes don't just do kind of like uh like a like a small Part of my French half-ass one, like really take the time to, to identify every relevant audience, do a bunch of different searches in the intent audiences, um, uh, or sorry, the in-market audience and the audience definitions. Um, really take time to build out that list, build a really well thought out performance max campaign with a lot of asset groups and a lot of targeting. Uh, give it as many obvious signals as you can, then give it a dollar. Um, I think that you're gonna have better performance. <clears throat> Dan. I have a question. Do you guys keep optimizing the pictures, videos, titles for each S group in Pmax? Because how oh, because how do you do it when you create 50 to 100? Uh, isn't it too much? It is too much. And that's why we exist. <laughs> the asset here. Well, you know what's funny about this? And this, I think, is, you know, stop me, John, if I start to just shit all over our business model. 
120 days ago, we were data-driven marketers. And I would tell clients, we're never going to do media. We're not a creative agency. We're not going to get in the media space. Now we're going to all of our clients saying, we have to have immense amounts of media. 80% of the media is going to be nullified within 90 days. And you're going to have to go create more media. We need fast media the way that, that they have fast fashion. You need to be able to pump this crap out. And I don't know how to do that. I don't know what the answer is. Mm -hmm. um, I have one campaign that had, now is up to a 46.5% view rate on the Google generated videos. So I still don't think it's a good idea. I just, I don't want, no, but I, 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 I don't want it. I, don't, I can't. I, I, I feel so dirty just now. It's just, there's just so much about this. This is wrong. <laughs> I showed it to the client. I'm like, okay, now it's going to look like a PowerPoint with an overlay of audio that sounds like a five-year-old slam his head on the keyboard. But trust me, it's working. <laughs> How long are they? Are they longer than 15, 30 seconds? 15, 15 seconds. So you don't get watch rate data? Oh, you do. Um, it's I thought it you don't get time. watch rate data unless it comes to 30 seconds. It's interesting. It is actually a still a skippable. Is it only because they're Google well, I, don't know. I think so. Like, you can still skip them. Oh, dude. So Google generated videos are getting like preferential treatments that if we, because if we uploaded a 15 second video, we wouldn't get watch rate data, right? Right. What the hell? So I don't know. And that's what's weird is they are skippable. I've been looking through them like these are horrible, but they're performing. And I was like, well, I know that Performance Max just has a great audience targeting because my ROAS went from 350 up to 578 with the exact same strategy from SmartShop to Pmax. I gained 200% return on that spend in about a week and a half. And this is after two years of optimizing. So I know it's been working better, but it was very, very interesting to see that the Google generated videos, which I still, to, to, on the record to this day, I don't recommend them. It's a fallback second plan B rather than what you should do. Plan M. Their, huh? Plan M. <laughs> right, plan double A. So many things you should do. For, <laughs> well, dude, if they're performing, do we have a, because the way to split test that would be to have two asset groups, one without videos, so Google creates videos, right? Do we have a split test? Not yet. Um, I'm waiting for videos, but again, that's the issue here is a lot of advertisers that we work with are like, I don't have like the ability to create 15 videos. And yeah, so if like, they have it, why would we run Google's videos? <clears throat> Although now I want to test. I want to see if Google's videos cannot perform. I will have that test soon. I'm just waiting on that content. Um, I do have though campaigns that have two videos where you can have five and in the combinations of the asset group. You do see where I had one time and it was beginning, it was like three Google videos and then three um, user oh, videos. Yep, which one was? The Google videos first. No. Again, beginning, well, beginning stages of uh, performance max. You're killing me. I know. Well, that's the thing too. So um, we're going to get back to Dan's question too. Yes. The Here's the thing though. <clears throat> because there is low or good performance, what we have seen is it does not mean that that does not turn into a good and best. Google so is going to be careful about optimization early stage. Right. Give it time. Yeah. Um, and because it's <laughs> where things get even further down the rabbit hole, because asset groups can share audiences, we've seen a best performing headline and a low performing headline within two weeks turn into a best performing headline and a good performing headline that was the same headline to different audiences. Looking through Insights tab, those audiences were shared in the same asset group. So theoretically, a good performing asset group with the same content raises a low performing asset group with the same content because those audience uh, members start to shift over to the other uh, asset group. And I'm so, so sorry, dude. Say those words again. A good group of assets. Right. And a low performing group of assets. Those being the same assets the 
audiences in the good group of assets are being now moved over or having oh i see so it's got it it's going to take yeah. who's working here and then go see if we can test it against those assets right and what's interesting is let me just see something know else. that because there's no there's no data like that's the thing that sucks about performance max is the the post-mortem is non-existent you can't see where they're landing what they're doing how they're doing it what you know i mean beyond the insights and some of the product conversion data i'm going to share my screen here um can you screenshot because we had to go and edit the last thing you shared did it really yeah, there was a somebody's CRM. It had a bunch of contact info. I'm not trying. And to the, and the thing I just shared right now? No, no, no. It was last live. Oh, 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 yeah. No, this is just gonna be a screen share. Um, here is the overlap. <clears throat> so, okay, there's no no branded terms here. You'll see brand and then pillowcase and and scrunchies. Yeah. Cool. You'll see here that the asset groups uh, for silk pillowcase is shared between 11 asset groups and this is uh now this week over week performance so they're fluctuating obviously with with high and low but the search volume is the same for that search phrase with all the asset groups but this asset group is the one that the conversion but their asset groups are starting to earn conversions now wow so what's interesting is google is basically saying all right Kasim, you like that asset Yes, I do. And you click on it and you and you buy. Cool. This was still as poor. This was still as good. Custom, do you like that asset? I didn't click on it. Do you like this asset? Yeah. So by virtue of when you clicked, does that one now get the better performance if you go and buy? Yeah, which is why I said Google's a kleptomaniac. They're trying okay. to find an audience who will convert. And you are just your job is to continuously feed it new the targets and new new creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, we're gonna have to become a creative agency. Do you see any way around that? I don't think we will, but our, our advertisers will. Um, right. Yeah, that's what's interesting is I don't think that we'll ever produce video um, at the level that I think people will need it. But I think that we'll, there's going to be obviously good industry partners or some people that we can partner with to say, here's what we need and here's how we need it. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, Enderdeep Singh, Satsuri Kosadarji. Enderdeep says, how to fix this? This keyword is not triggering ads to appear on Google right now due to a low ad rank. You got to increase your ad rank. members? Mic drop. <laughs> I'm, I'm here all day. Welcome to the members only channel. <laughs> so a uh, few things. Either quality score, quality score is ad relevancy, uh, expect to click the rate, landing page experience is low, or uh, and or your bid is too low, and or you have another keyword in that ad group that has a better rank. Um, so the keyword, again, if it's a broad match, phrase match, or exact match, it's going to be different if it's, uh, but what's funny is like, regardless of if it's broad phrase or match, use ad preview and diagnosis for that search term of that keyword and see you, a lot of times you'll say, Hey, this keyword didn't show, but this other keyword that was broadly matched to the keyword that you wanted, even though it's not an exact match has quote unquote better performance. So that one was chosen instead. So keyword is gone in Google. Really? I mean. There's phrase exact and broad. They kind of all work about the same now. There's lie, liar, and lying. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. There's close, closer, and I guess closest. Uh, <laughs> but what's funny is use that preview diagnosis, um, search for it. It's most likely you're just not bidding as competitive enough, depending on your bidding strategy. It's maximized clicks. It's probably gonna be too low. Search pressure could be too low. You know, those things. It's gonna be um, what you'll need to do is check these six areas. 
search loss impression share by rank, search loss impression share by budget, search loss top impression share by rank, search loss top impression share by budget, and search absolute top impression share loss by rank, and search absolute top impression share loss by budget. Check those six areas. Uh, whatever one is low, it'll tell you, oh, you're losing it because of rank, or you're losing it because of budget from the first page, top page, or number one position. Yeah, my mantra was almost just as good. <laughs> uh, Khalid says a three days uh, engaged view conversion window works well with Performance Max ecom brand. Uh, three, yes. So that's the thing is those those videos are technically engaged, so it's they're not accurate at all. They will be soon, I hope. Um, but a person that watches a video counts as an engagement, and that engagement, if they go and and essentially convert then they will be counted as a view through conversion. So those how much of the video they have to watch before they're an engaged view? There's 10 a, seconds or more. I was going to say there's a threshold. Okay. Right. So that's the thing too, is 10 seconds or more um, is technically Which is not insignificant. I don't want to discount that too, too much. I mean, if somebody watches 10 seconds of a video, especially on mobile, that's, that's, that's pretty telling as far as interest is concerned. You know what's funny though, is it always also depends upon other channels and how much you're spending. So if you spend $1,000 a day in Google and $100,000 a day in Facebook and your videos are being shown to people through performance max because they're relevant regardless of where they came from, and then they go back to Facebook and convert. I'm not saying that's happening, but technically it's like, wow, we have, we made $12 click through, but we made a million to view through. It's like, well, did you really? Like where, what else was that play? I'm using extreme examples. No, no, no. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Dave Fogel. Hey guys, is there a way to keep people from India or other countries from clicking on your ads? I'm getting spammers on high level coming from Google ads. Um, yes. So not, uh, I would say clicksies, but I have poor performance with clicksies. Um, Dave, for your specifically, uh, I think it depends on what you're counting as a conversion. And are you, uh, there are a few things that happen before that Google's giving you spam because it thinks it's good. It's good. Um, and so I have a few questions. A, what are you counting as conversion? B, are you getting spammy conversions? Because if you're getting spammy conversions and you're counting those as conversions, then we have to reset that. Google's not gonna listen to anything we want. Exclude all those cases. So I got the VPN from those countries. Shit, no, like we gotta we gotta work a little bit, look a little Sorry. bit yeah, like further up the funnel. Um, for example, we only count a call if we can listen to it and say yes. A lot of times we only count conversions if it's something that is either on the form showing a specific you know field that has been selected versus other ones or i have 15 um actually i can share this this is something that i've, I've got clearance to do here's what i mean by this um this is super important i want everyone to take notes because it is very 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 good very and very important actually let me right, stop sharing yeah. real quick it's not loading hold on I'm like this is the best thing ever and it doesn't load while you're looking for that can i ask you a question yeah uh why can't we just exclude enter location and target to exclude i realize that google has the in or interested in but why not just go through and add you i mean you could potentially even add them in bulk i've never tried it but add every location you don't want is an exclusion instead of performance max because a lot of times the traffic is gonna that's gonna come through is actually vpn so that one client that sold um they're a SaaS company. They got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one said United States only everywhere. And then you hop into analytics and then you look at uh, the traffic in the paid channel that were only targeting USA and match locations and account location settings, everything, excluding like 75 different countries. 
um, all had like India and Pakistan at like 60% of our traffic. Analytics caught it. Google Ads didn't. Weird. Mm -hmm. you, you, you would assume they're operating off of the same location-based targeting mechanisms. Like it's the same freaking. I would have hoped, but apparently <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Oh, we charge you money in this one. So we're going to use the dumb one. <laughs> right. Larry built something yesterday. It's fine. Uh, all right. So here's, um, I'm going to get to this level uh, of viewership here. What I don't want to do is um, give away any sort of trade secrets, but I do want to show proof because I think that's important because it's you're going to see a very common theme in Solutions 8, and that is lead quality. And that lead quality is going to be, uh, okay, oh, my G has one that already going. I had a had a reset or not reset my password by log into an incognito window. There we go. Uh, two step verification. All right. What I'm going to do is just believe me for now uh, <laughs> that we're only spending I think about six grand a month in this account. And let me share my screen here. But this is paid search. I want you to know something. Look at. These are my UTM. It's either east or west. When it's west, I add UTM geo. This is all coming from paid search. And the frequency here is 10, 11, 12, 12, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 13 yesterday, today. So I'm going to open up these first five leads. And lead number one, form submission. Uh, I saw the project at Facebook, Two Red Door, uh, this is Scottsdale, Maricopa, looking for 14.5, 44 length and 44 width, and they're in Desert Cove in Arizona. Good. Next one here, next form submission. Uh, Tucson, Arizona, would you include the cost of insulation, venting, and a concrete pad? Uh, looking for uh, this building here, and they actually built their own building. Next person here, if we just look at form submission, uh, looking to build an auto workshop, thinking around 900 to 1200 square feet, cool in Tucson. Next one, you'll see. These are all extremely quality, highly relevant, amazing leads that are looking for a 20-foot length and 20-foot width uh, building and uh, 12, 10 to 12-foot height. I can do this all day for the last six months. The reason why this is good. Yeah, printed or emailed code is fine. Not available for phone consult during the day. Cool. If you look at where I'm sending this traffic, this is on Southwest Building Solutions. This goes against every guru, and I will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with any guru that says this because they're all BS. They look at the data, not the lead. Dude, but we're just genocide all the gurus. I, I hate it out there selling education. You'll notice no longer runs ads. Right. Because they suck at it. Right. And here's my form submission on the homepage. You cannot convert unless you know the width height and length of the building and even how did you hear about us like that's a required field like all of these have to be performed i'm spending eight grand a day it's getting like 25 dollars leads and these leads are gold and that's that's the thing is when we switched over from pure broad to performance max kept going on perfectly because google's going to see aha i got a conversion spiral out of control you get a little bit of junk a little bit of spam you're done you're, you're done. You have to reset the whole thing. You cannot work your way out of Google trying to be the kleptomaniac on what it thinks it found. Yeah. You need to set a high barrier to entry. Another client that we have, um, I don't know if I can share their name, but they do outdoor barbecue grills. I'm running Performance Max. It's the best performing campaign that we have right now because 
they have to go through and custom build in an animator the actual gas grill island they want built in their barbecue backyard. Uh, or sorry, in the backyard in their, bar in their barbecue. And that's a $15,000 item that would have gotten spammed. When I took over the account, it got spammed. But I'm like, I'm only going to count it if they actually submit for a price quote of what they built. And then, so don't give it like name email. A bot can fill that out. Google's going to see the bot and say, cool, I want more bots. And now you got more bots. Yeah, right. only way it works. Only way it works. Dave says that we peer pressured him into joining the membership. <laughs> I told Amin that we're going to visit uh, them in Morocco and we're welcome at Amin's house. I don't think you're going to want to fulfill on that after you hang out with me and John for a good 40 hours. We'll eat you out of house and home. <laughs> Dave says, uh, you mentioned not using lists and remarketing as signals in the last video because they'll just do remarketing. How are you using those lists in your campaigns or are you at all? I did for a little while and I stopped using them because as an agency, we get the question of a lot of times, well, that's a lot of brand traffic. Now, no one can ever answer, did they see a YouTube video six times before Google the brand? You know, that that for some reason doesn't take into consideration a lot of times, but it was by virtue of survival um, that we had just removed the custom lists or customer lists and converters that did reduce or completely stop the brand traffic. So if you're okay with converting on the brand, and I actually have been pausing brand campaigns as funnel into PMAX and scaling from there, doesn't matter, it's still gonna this. What do you pay for it in one versus the other? I guess people don't really, sometimes they care. Like, no, 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 I won't pay for brand and PMAX, but I'll pay for brand and the brand campaign. It's like, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's an, it's an odd logic to me. Yeah, that argument pisses me off. It's like, I don't like the way you're making me money. I know. It's like, well, your brand campaign's scaling. <laughs> like, you know, from other things that we're doing and you're not running any other channels. There's no organic traffic and North also confirms. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a huge pain. But... If you want, if you're okay with brand coming through Pmax, upload your customer list. It's a great, great signal. It's a great signal to use. Mm -hmm. It might take you three months to work your way out of that brand, uh, especially if you have a high repeatability or or running on channel. Yeah, but you start right smack dab in the middle of the freaking target. Yeah, like what an uh, awesome expansion opportunity. Again, as an agency, no one's gonna pay for that. Um, mm -hmm. But as an individual advertiser or if your own company, if you're okay with just feeding Google the most valuable users that it can develop its own lookalike and expansion opportunity off of, the better. The, yeah. the clients that I have that don't care, I use it all the time. It works really well. The clients that do care, it's it optimizes slower. It's not as efficient, but they would rather make less money than get a brand conversion, I guess. I don't know. Awesome. Uh, Ender Deep, uh, the keywords that we're targeting need to be present on the landing page. If, show, if so, should we incorporate that within the landing page content? Absolutely. Um, you need to have it. That's your landing page experience score. It's going to measure speed and is your content relevant on your landing page. So yes, absolutely. And that, oh, sorry. as high as possible, if it's relevant, like if you have five keywords you're going after, trying to get those five keywords, you know, on the, on the fold, uh, hopefully it's not five keywords that are similar. Um, it should be one or two. So just you know, try to put that in the site title, the description, your header, you know, the first paragraph, your H1 tag, because that should be your header. Uh, try to put that on the because otherwise Google's going to just say, well, that's not the keyword you should be bidding on. So you have to pay twice as much for it. I'm going to let somebody skip in line because they just gave us five euros. Uh, dude, I had no idea we were going to make money. Like, this is really cool. Like, we should feel just so, feel so dirty. I know. <laughs> I feel like, we should be dancing. Um, Good job, John. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think five euros is like seven bucks, too. I think, like, we're. I know. I mean, the way our inflation is going, like, whew, yeah. We're going to be rich.
so this is City SQR. Can you, uh, how can you fix and scale Performance Max campaign when it's not having a ROAS above 100 to 150 uh, percent? Who is it? I'm sorry. City SQR. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, Super Chad. If or uh, how can you fix and scale Performance Max campaign when it's not having a ROAS above? So the fix and the scale again. Make sure your asset groups are extremely diverse. To scale it, if it's not above a, well, I guess the question I'm wondering is, are you trying to scale even though the ROAS is 150, or are you trying to say get a one to 150 and continue to scale that? Um, the questions I would have is A, do you have more than at least like 50 asset groups? B, do you are you using 15 images, five long headlines, five headlines, five descriptions, five images, or sorry, five videos, and testing that against four different individual audiences per campaign or per, I guess I could say category if you're, we're talking e-commerce. The build, massive build out first is is the hard work. And that's where I love because we're going to have a lot of lazy marketers as competition that build just kind of one and they say like, oh, you know, I can't get this to work. Solution A is wrong. When you build them out really well, it's, it works. Um, so I, know, I just sure. got mad when you said that. I, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, it's funny. As I, I won two clients over that um this week and was like hey i'm like yep you launched it it sucked up all of your other traffic but that's running at half the uh daily ad spend and only have one one asset group I'm like so i'm like if you chose that headline that description does that represent your entire brand no well there you go so <clears throat> it's a good way an to interesting that. question that is does that represent your entire brand that's that's question. the line that's yeah Mm -hmm. Question for you as you're well, building up these well, badass asset groups for City SQR, shouldn't the launch be SANS T ROAS? Yes. Well, that's the thing too, is it actually shouldn't be um, a conversion value or T ROAS. You should actually use convert, maximized conversions. Maximized conversions is one point removed from the hardest thing you're asking it to do. So, what I mean by that is maximized conversions between maximized conversion value is actually two different things. And I converted this twice with Google last week because they both. They said, hey, you should try this. So I was like, well, what about that? I'm like, oh, that makes sense, especially in the beginning. So in the beginning, when you run around maximized conversions, it's easier to get a conversion because it's not asking for a conversion and a large conversion, like maximized conversion value. And it's not asking for a conversion and a large conversion over 3x of what you spent, which is T-Row as. You're just saying, can I get a sale or can I get a conversion? It's easy. It's the easiest bar for Google to say, aha, I won. Like, I got it. Um, can you I fight you on that? Yeah, absolutely. Charm bracelets. I'm selling charm bracelets. So there's a bracelet and there's 500 charms you can buy. For maximized conversions, I'm going to get somebody that buys one charm. For maximized conversion value, I'm going to get somebody who buys all the charms. Yes. Wouldn't in the beginning, and now it's not all products I realize, but for products that have massive disparities in order value, wouldn't we want maximized conversion value? You can move into it. Absolutely. Okay. So when, when, but I'll, I'll play that same scenario. You have charms that are on maximized conversion value and you can't spend your daily budget. And you're not making any sales. You don't get it. Oh, yeah, fine. Yep. We'll say it's a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Give a dollar to whoever won. Uh <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> All right. Dave Ashley, how are you doing asset optimization with so many asset groups? Hard work, dedication, and a lot of employees. <laughs> So funny. we have 70 people now which is crazy i know it's nuts um yeah. but yeah that's it it's just that's that's how it goes um you literally have to be this is this is 10 times harder than what google used to be and that's why i don't think people get you're going to take a longer in your build out longer in your optimizations but it is going to be more powerful if you do it the right way 
Dave Fogel, I just did 10 to see how it goes. I think we're going to talk you out of that, Dave. Uh, PMAX takes forever to load for me. Dude, Google Ads in general takes forever to load for me. Like, Google is laggy. Yeah, yeah. Last two weeks, at least. Uh, Dave Ashley, I have like 50, but they're answering now. I don't know what that means. That's probably, oh. Dave, forgive us a comment in yeah. reference to something we said previous. Perhaps you reach out to shots right now. <laughs> I need an assistant is what seems to be the answer. Perhaps, yeah, that's funny. Holly, um, uh, how to check and see where Performance Max ads are showing. Dude, I wish I knew. Now, here's here's how we have to understand this, too. It's a major shift, and it's hard. It's extremely hard to shift your brain to this thought process. Placements don't matter. Well, it, it's that, but you're measuring something different, and you're also targeting something different, and people don't realize that. So, for example, in the old way, I said I'd like to be on YouTube and says, who would you like to be on YouTube in front of? I'd like to be on YouTube for the people that are searching for what? wallets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just look around. I'm like, what do I got here? <laughs> so I was like, wallets. Now, I said, I'm looking for Cossum. And I'm looking for Cossums. I know Cossum is interested in wallets because he's been Googling wallets. He's been on my website. He's been on my competitors. He's been on wallets.com. Cossum is looking for wallets now. I know Cosm's looking for wallets. I have 50 ways that I'm targeting Cosm's signal for wallets. Google, where's Cosm? He's on GSP. Oh, okay, there's Cosm. He's on YouTube. Aha, Cosm's searching right now. There's Cosm. So you're looking now for a person doing something. You're not trying to test a very wide audience in a channel. You're looking for a person regardless of where he is or she is in the Google Ads ecosystem. That's it's like the a metric almost. It is. It is. It's like Hey, I have this target. Oh, your target was on GSP. No, I didn't want a conversion there. It's like, what do you mean? So that's that's where this whole thing is. You're shifting. You're looking for a person. You're not testing a channel. Just try to try to put that in your mind as much as possible. Um, Dave Ashley, my Pmax is outperforming Smart Shopping after only two weeks. Uh, Annie just did more asset groups. That's great, Dave. Um, Dan Rosette. So essentially what you mean in regards to my question is that I can just create one new asset group that just has many new videos, titles, et cetera, and it'll help the other, the others optimize. So we don't really I mean, need to optimize would, each and every asset group. I would, I would not just create one. If you have 80, I would create another 80. All of them. Yeah. 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 Is, dude, it's weird that they max out at a hundred. Uh, if when I first heard that, I was like, oh, we'll never hit a hundred. And then we started building it and I was like, oh, we're going to run out. Like well, it's so funny when I showed, uh, uh, we're on a call with Google yesterday. I'm like, okay, for this next client that we're building out, I'm like, we have five. I'm like, let's get to 80. She's like, oh my God, 80? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I need that. And when I shared her why, she's like, oh, okay, well, that, that does make sense. Um, so Google never thought it was going to get this big, I don't think. Um, Dave goes, they've been going so long, I forgot your question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, yeah. essentially, how to optimize so many asset groups. Oh, yeah, we went over that. They say yeah. your asset groups will steal from others, maybe. John Rolo, uh, that's one of my favorite names, by the way. Now with Pmax campaigns, what would a reason be for you guys to run a straight YouTube display campaign? I've got one here. John, you go first. Yeah, um, I think that it's going to it, it's going to be for content that's optimized for that channel. So a lot of times people will want to run like an outbound campaign inviting people to something like a webinar. It makes total sense. I'm not going to run like webinar registration events solely on performance max. Yeah, it's good. But if it's like, Hey, I have 15 YouTube videos. I don't really have pictures and it doesn't really make sense on search. Be like, who's got a really cool podcast that's starting tomorrow. Like it's 
you know, it's, it's, it's situation based. So you can absolutely run just straight YouTube or straight display campaigns. Um, my question would be, if you're going to run that on YouTube, could you also benefit from on other channels? No, then don't. Yes, then do. So it's really just that, you know, are you trying to do inbound, outbound and remarketing, or you just need to broadcast something. It all depends on the goal, the target and the, the medium that you're creating. And then also the, the, um, the call to action that you're trying to get. Awesome. I was going to say two specific placements. Um, if you have a specific channel or video that you want to, by the way, that's, we just won Wicked Smart again. Hey. And the Wicked Smart Award was for uh, something John and I were doing the early part of this year. We took our ultimate guide for Google Ads, and then we advertised it on top of everybody else's ultimate guide for Google Ads, which is, I thought, pretty freaking genius. Uh, so if you have specific placements, then it makes a lot of sense. But otherwise, I mean, outside of like little niche BS, I mean, Pmax is the future. We're a, we're a performance max agency now. We're not just a Google Ads agency. Yeah, yeah. It's just when it's done this way, it's. It's great. Like I had, a, I had a client called this morning. It was an hour and a half long and we're all talking about what happened. And the person goes, uh, it, it was the same team, big group of people. They spend 20, 25 grand a day in Google. And one of the persons that is a BI, uh, a, a data assessor, who's a business intelligence person, he goes, John just threw out conversion rate for conversion value. And the owner's like, that's exactly right. Like that's what we want. He goes, I never thought about that way. That's genius. Like, yes, I don't really care what the conversion rate is as long as we're making more money. As I'm like, I'm shotgun blasting everybody right now. Not interested. I always said petty. Not interested in my display. Didn't really care. Like, it's it's the conversion rate is going to drop because you're having a massive amounts of new channel growth from all other channels now. So your conversion rate can go from six down to two, but you can actually make 30% more revenue because you're having a much wider reaching audience. So depending upon what you're tracking, the Performance max should be better if you're interested about your know, placement. No. Well, actually, I, I would say I have some pretty good screen shares that I can share with people. I can't yet until I get it confirmed, but th there's Google search where you see like an image and then two shopping ads and a search offer one PMAX campaign for a cold traffic keyword. That's that's how this is going to work. But um, that's the way that this has to be thought of is, is it's not necessarily channel, but it was, it was really interesting to hear. It's like, you threw out the conversion rate, but you made us more money. So it's, that's a, it's a weird way of thinking about it. It is the future. Um, it, it really is. And it's not much different. We're just taking six different individual campaigns and rolling them into one. I mean, I love how here, here's what I thought is I love how people will be completely fine spending a hundred dollars a day in six networks, but they will not want to spend $600 a day targeting those same people in one campaign. Mm. <laughs> it's just the same thing. <laughs> same thing that we're doing. Uh, obviously it's said to only show as to people in my targeted. Oh, okay. Here I'm mainly talking about Indian spelling out the chat. Well, no, we skipped, we oh. skipped Dave Ashley. He said, remarketing is one, uh, ecom oh. giving away, say uh, a percentage off to people who abandon cart. You can't do that in Pmax. Oh, 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 sorry. I, I, oh, it jumped up to the top. I'm sorry. Which one are we on now? Uh, Dave Ashley, he was he was asking about where we wouldn't run uh, Performance Max, where we would use other things, and then he said mm -hmm. remarketing is one. So like, let's say you wanted to give a certain percentage off to non-converters or abandoned carts or whatever, you, you can't do that in Pmax. Sure you can. Yeah. Um, all you have to do is so if you wanted to add an abandoned cart signal, copy analytics, put that signal, in, create that signal, upload that signal into into Google Ads, use it as or sorry, upload that target as a signal, and then give it different ad copy. And what you're doing is now you're actually testing the dynamic remarketing versus your offer. And right. if you're saying, 
it won't go out to just non-converters, right? It'll start to expand. It, it will. And that's the thing too, is if it has better performance, it will expand. So you can run that in a, in a, in a comparison. I have actually yeah, done this. You end up running a discount campaign just to everybody. That kind of scares me. Yes, you are. And that's what's interesting though, is I've done this twice to the heart, to the signal when you upload it from analytics. It is a hard signal first. It can expand if it needs to. You can monitor it by the insights tab, and I've only been running this for a week and has not crossed over just yet, but it's also not performing as good. So that's what I thought was really interesting. Um, it's a hair care company, and you you love yeah. the gentleman very much. Oh, it's uh, he's already been on our 3 shop. It's Boris. Um, so Boris, we're running, we're running for performances with Boris. Now, it's not to say that it won't. It's just mm -hmm. odd that it has not. Um, so what we're trying to yeah we're trying to say is here's the real the real question: Can your incentivized offer outperform smart targeting from fifty different asset groups? Um, Boris is one of the most sophisticated e-commerce entrepreneurs I've ever met. That guy's thought of everything. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's super humble too. Dave says uh, mainly talking about uh, people filling out forms uh, on the chat widgets. He knows they're from India because they put in an Indian phone number. I want to stop them. Um, yeah. What, say, what questions are you asking them on the form? Well, and I was also going to say, you don't, I wouldn't log all those as conversions. You can do, uh, uh, you know, the same way that we manually import call conversions, you manually import chat conversions and don't count the irrelevant chats regardless of geographic origin. Here's what you're really fighting too. And I'm, I'm not trying to say like India, I'm just uh, Indians or, or Pakistani. It's just what I've seen and what Google has confirmed. In India and Pakistan, those click farms are engaging heavily with a myriad of Google ads, mainly YouTube. They do that because they're hired by YouTube channels to grow their engagement so that they have a larger monetization. Mm. Pmax runs on YouTube. If it gets spammed on the YouTube channel, you're going to get more spam from the YouTube channel from India and Pakistan click farms. So those click farms are very difficult to push away, but they're using autofill. If you ask it three or four questions that autofill are not going to complete, they just avoid it. So what you're dealing with is a sophisticated actual person, not a bot, an actual person that are using the format of plus you know, whatever the country code is as a phone number, plus you're seeing a John dot Moran with a capital J and a capital M at gmail.com. It's very, very consistent. It's always a first name dot last name at gmail.com. And the name that they fill out the form is the name that they put in the email. It's very sophisticated. So it's very hard for anything to block. And we all have to accept that. But the way to block it is to ask it additional questions, make the form harder. Dave, how about this? I know that we've discussed this about three times so far. Try it first. Let's just try it first. Try making your form harder. Come back and saying, I've done this and here's what happened. Let's let's start there. Dave Ashley says, I use max conversions with no limit and it's working on an account that only needs 150% to be profitable. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I most of the time, I will actually not use TROAS or TCPA on a performance max if um, if I don't need to. But a lot of times it'll, it'll already stay above 300, 350 on its own. I think this is going to change, dude, as Pmax becomes more prolific. Because right now it's all blue ocean. You know, you have 97% of Google's inventory that's never been maximized. But like four years from now, when everybody's on Pmax, I think it's going to get so much more competitive. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and it's, it will. But the, hopefully, the thought process here for next one to two years is you've already started, developed your asset groups, cultivated your asset groups, and then optimizing your ads inside your asset groups to the audiences that you're also expanding into. When everyone in about two months from now wakes up and goes, "Where'd smart shopping go?" Mm. <laughs> oh, Jay <laughs> is a member. Welcome, good person, Jay. Hello. Hello. Archie Jeter, with the introduction to PMAX, how would you estimate the amount of potential traffic slash conversions using Google's forecast tool? Is it double or triple? I never liked that tool. I wish I did. Dude, it's um, dog shit. It, it's well, never it, been it, applicable for just standard search. How could we, you know, expand? It's so inaccurate. Um, I would say just for right now, don't really use it, especially with PMAX, because all of a sudden, here's what I would say. So use Google's forecasting tool. And then use maximize conversion value instead of maximize conversions, and you add 50 asset groups. That now is that data is useless now. Um, so that's a snapshot in time where I would use it as a start of a snapshot in time. Just know that it's going to possibly pivot in the 180 degree direction. <laughs> uh, Dave Ashley, is PMAX turning us back into Skaggers? I don't think I know what that means. No, not at all. Um, PMAX is uh, all right. How this? It's like Skag, but with pure run. How is and, it like Skag? There's no keyword. Well, he means a bunch of different asset groups, like only to this keyword, only to that audience. It's uh, almost like uh, the ad group only to that. I, that's why you're saying it's a pure broad because it just it's expansive. Yeah. Yeah. So think about it like long tail specific that can be expanded. Yeah. So Dave it's like Fogel Skag says, only with expansion. Fogel says PMAX would be better if I could see how much it's spending uh, on top versus bottom. I think you're thinking about it wrong, Dave. I think that. It's performance based, and that's that again is a vanity metric. That's like worrying about placement. Excuse me. Yeah, and that's the thing too is it might not be it, it, that's it. It's not for everyone. Like what this really does is take over smart shopping and local campaigns. You're still gonna have search and DSA and shopping. I I have not seen a performance max campaign do worse than everything else we tried for the last like decade. Um, that's pretty hard. But yeah, <laughs> well, that's the thing is. If you say, "Hey, I just need to know what I'm spending," let me let me ask this tape too. Too, I'm, and I don't want to I don't want to sell it to you because I think that everyone has their own style and how they manage Google Ads. But if you were to have better performance versus control, ultimately, what is what is that worth? I guess um, you know that's one thing. Funny you about that is we know of two big nine-figure agencies that have chosen not to use Performance Max for this exact reason. They've admitted internally, more or less, that Performance Max could outperform other things, but they don't have the control, they don't have the reporting, they don't have the insight, so they're not going to use it. They also said though, because they couldn't charge what they would normally charge. So I'm like, good. Like, yeah. they, the day of reckoning. Uh, Artie Chrysler, love you all. Keep up the great work. Google Shopping Ads best practices are explained in five or ten minutes or less. One, two, three, go. Shopping Ads best practices? Yes. Uh, actually, I'll do it in nine seconds. Switch to PMAX. Next. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Google Shopping has best practice. I have to go. I have a call starting in a minute. Um, I have an hour schedule. Oh, it's but, been an uh, hour. That's not no. But the best shopping at uh, best Wait, can shopping we get to Jay's question because he's yeah, in November yeah, yeah. and I want to make sure we answer it. I've been doing lots of PMAX tests in our way. He's been all over the place. I just realized that the ecom product ID tags, etc., stopped sending two months ago. I saw somewhere that ecom product ID tags are old code, possibly not being used anymore. Is this true? I've since replaced my code with something new, but no idea if the dynamic or marketing tags are working. Any suggestions? Look at ecom priority or just ID. Um, those are going to be same part in your audience. Uh, if and maybe come back next week or actually just drop me a, a quick question. I'll just help you. But it's um, ecom product or ID. They'll both, both be in your audience uh, areas, um, your audience uh, sources. Uh, if ID is firing, ecom product is not, you're good. 
if the other way is firing your gun, just one of those has to be firing. Um, so sorry, I won't have to go. I have to start the call. We did um, it. It's an hour. We'll see y'all next Friday. Uh, appreciate everybody who signed up for being a member. Um, John, you go ahead and Jet. I'm gonna read off. Uh, just want to thank our members because I promised to give member shoutouts. Sounds so good. appreciate everyone. Thanks. Our very first member, Ben Few, uh, Muhammad Al Callout, Khalid Alamari, Amin Arbane, Theodore Malsevic, Paravox, Chris Gray, Jason Lindy, Nick Miller, Donna Staniskew. Donna was a student at DM Elite. I love Donna. Dan Rosette. Dan, you were here. Appreciate you. Uh, Schmelbeck PPC. Colin Schmelbeck used to work with us. Uh, spun off, did his own PPC agency. He's awesome. Florian S., Jan Slavnik. Veronica Jeans, John Rolo. John was here. Thank you, brother. Um, Abijith, Nicholas, Dave Ashley. Dave, you were here. Mona Sutherland, Ray Edwards, Amanda Houghton, Archie Jeter. Archie was here. And Interdeep Singh. Uh, hold on. Let me refresh because I know there's been more since then. Y'all, we're going to try to go live every single week. Uh, and Corey Lindholm. Thank you, Corey. Uh, oh, and then Jay. Thank you, Jay. So we've got a bunch of new members supporting the channel. Really appreciate y'all. Thank you for everybody who showed up. Um, we're going to try to do this once a week. Like I said, we're going to prioritize members. If we have the opportunity, we'll open up to non-members too because we still want to help folks. Um, and I think maybe what I'm going to do too is just make sure that we don't have uh, – we're going to try to spread it out a little bit more. So come with your best questions first because I think right now we focused – and Dave, I'm picking on you, and I don't mean to be, but I don't want to focus on just one person. So um, we'll bounce around, and we'll get a little bit better at um, being judicious with our time. I'm so awkward. All right. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. S-O-L, the number eight, dot com.